0: The Homance Chronicles. The female equivalent of a bromance.
1: So many poor choices. But so many good tags. But so many poor choices. <laughs> Ready? <laughs> this is the Homance Chronicles. I'm Sarah. And I'm Nicole.
0: And mm. we have a super fun guest with us today. Um, she is going to help us set our 2021 rights, to help follow our instincts and our guides, and um, she's an amazing woman.
1: What was that? They fuck you 2020, I'm never looking back, and don't feel bad about it. Right. (laughs) Everyone's going to have their own mantra. Um,
0: So, (laughs) Kira Polson is with us today, and she's a mother and spiritual entrepreneurial coach, um. So, welcome. We're so
1: happy to have you.
2: Oh, I'm so excited to be here. I feel like this is already like a little slumber party. So it's gonna be super fun.
1: I mean, yeah, y'all already have matching pajamas, so whatever. <laughs> Pretty much. Just going uh, to work your clothes over here like blanket. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, Kira's in Idaho where it's snowing, and we're in Detroit where it's just freezing. So. <laughs>
1: We're all,
0: yeah, we're all in nice and bundled up. But apparently, um, you guys both are under like a major mountain of laundry. So that should help keep you warm. <laughs>
1: yeah. Oh, wow. That is impressive, Nicole. I am <laughs> fucking impressed. I'm sorry. That was just... We were talking about laundry before we started recording, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to stop my ADD, right? Nip it at the bud. We're just going to get this one going before I tell my little side tail piece, and here we are. I'm impressed. <laughs> I didn't think I was going to tell this story.
0: <laughs> no, it's okay. I do... So, Kira, go ahead and introduce yourself, and um, tell us the reason why you have so much laundry, because... <laughs> I personally would not follow that life path.
1: <laughs> uh, that was yeah. a, a very, very specific choice. <laughs> <laughs>
2: right. I, I do. I have five children and I have a lot of laundry because seven people in a family, the amount of laundry that we go through, it blows my mind. Let, let's just be real. And to Bye. to Bye. add oh. to it that my washer and dryer broke a week ago it just makes me want to cry and also have so much gratitude that normally I have a washer and dryer in my house like
1: (laughs) yeah literal handful of children how old Uh, my oldest is actually 16
2: and uh, yeah crazy down and uh, it goes to 13 then um, eleven, nine, 9 and 6 so I've got four boys and one little girl
1: and it's a wild
2: party over here
1: all the time. What a fun house. I, I can't, I'm, I like, it takes me back to when I was growing up and there were just, you know, a bunch of kids everywhere. Cause my mom and dad built a house next door to my ma- my aunt and uncle. And so there was always things happening between the two homes. And, um, it's just like, it was never dull. Yeah. Yeah.
2: It's not, it's never dull here. And on top of the fact that I, oh, I love. I love creation and so I'm always in creation so I just finished writing a book and I have a whole spiritual entrepreneurship program where I lead women guided by the divine in their soul work and then I actually own Freedom House Publishing Co where I only publish books that liberate and heal and so we just had three books be published this last week it's just so much fun it's so much fun
1: This is a really great example of how focusing on things that matter matter, and how focusing on things like laundry don't matter.
2: (laughs) I truly do. I look at the laundry, I'm like, "Eh, that's just not important. Like if everyone got clothes to wear,
1: but it is. You have five children, so can you run us through like how do you manage to be such a powerful person and have such a powerful need to support as well? Because you have so many children and you have a household to run so like how do you manage it all right and And this is
2: why this is where I teach spiritual entrepreneurship because I just wrote a book in four weeks while my kids were like halfway in school halfway out of school homeschooling running all my businesses and it is not because I'm special and it's not because I'm like super powered it's only because I really connect into the divine and ask that things just channel through so like I just wrote that book because things just came straight through the divine. And that's what I teach women how to do. Like working with the divine is the easier way to do things. And it's how you can manage so many things at the same time with power and ease. I, as you were speaking, I was just getting chills because
0: I oftentimes I'm like, you know, there's something better.
1: There's <laughs> <laughs> all right.
0: (laughs) And so um, when you are, I guess having things be channeled through you, like, and you're talking about them coming through the divine, how does that feel? Like, how does that um, compare to uh, the like
2: struggle culture? (laughs) So, I mean, to really give like a bit of a background because I know that if people were to never know who I was and hear this, they'd be like, oh, just, it's just easy for her. You know, like that's an easy way to be like, well, like she just gets to have that. But like it was four years ago that I almost committed suicide because all of my trauma from being abused as a child showed up and I didn't want to live here anymore. But when I chose to live, I committed, like, okay, God, if you're going to tell me to stay on this earth that's full of pain and hell, then you better you better show me why, like, I'm not just staying around to cook dinner, you know, <laughs> like I, I need like some substantial reasons beyond the fact that I obviously like stayed for my children, but there was like a soul knowing, like I needed to know, like, what was I here to do? And in that commitment, it was like, I'm going to do whatever God inspires me to do. And I didn't know how that looked at first, but I just re I just believe that declaration changed my life. And so now on the other side, four years later, I can tell you channeling work through as the best feeling in the whole entire world. There's nothing that brings more exhilaration, more joy, more fulfillment than being in service to my divine work.
0: And that's, I mean, that's quite the turnaround um, to be in that sort of a place and then now be where you're at. And I even um, saw in one of your videos that at one point, like you lost your sense of smell. So I'm sure you're just looking at everybody who's got COVID, like whatever, I've been there and done that way long before this even came along, But, um,
2: (laughs) (laughs) but I mean, outside of just mental health, you've also had physical health problems. Yeah. I mean, the sense of smell is more of an annoyance. Yeah. Like it's so frustrating because sometimes it comes back and then sometimes it's just, it's gone. It's been gone for a long time again. And um, it's not like, it doesn't really rule my life, but it's a, it's a grief. There's grief in losing that sense for sure.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, but it's also even though I guess you're, you're bucketing it as an annoyance, it's also something that if somebody's not in the right mindset could be a deterrent or a distraction, right? So mm-hmm. how do you take those distractions or take those things that can be seen as a negative and turn them around into like, this is a gift?
2: Mm, yes. And I would say what really changed my life was obviously choosing to live and living like with purpose. And in that space of time, I started to create a sacred space. So I have a sacred space where I go to commune with the divine, which means I don't ever go in there unless I'm literally going to be like in prayer or writing or meditation, like soul work. And that is that place is the place where all the magic happens that's the place where i go in with a whole bucket load of complaints and frustrations and i leave having clarity on like okay yeah everything is still always working out yeah everything is always in a deeper divine plan so that sacred space i know people hear that and they're like i don't have a yoga studio in my house i don't even have room in my house and i gonna be really honest in this house in the summer it's the best place. I have it in an orchard outside. I get to just sit in the orchard. But during this winter. And you I have goats. <laughs> well, I don't have goats, but my neighbor has goats. So I get to <laughs> look at, which is kind of better. But in the winter, my sacred space is in the back corner of my pantry. So like sacred space is just where you devote. You devote to saying, okay, I'm willing to commune with the divine and whatever that looks like. I'm just going to put myself there. And that's where all the crap that happens always gets shown to me in a new light.
1: Can you, can you touch more on, so, because I'm not a religious person. I grew up Catholic. I don't practice Catholicism. That's not a shock to anybody. I'm sure. (laughs) But I do still have my own personal where I think things are in the world and beyond. Mm -hmm. And there is this, I found myself naturally having a diversion to saying the word God or using a word God because it gives one being too much power in my mind. Mm-hmm. So can you explain what that is to you? Because it's obviously not the textbook classic divination that we know as Christianity, Christianity, blah, 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 organized religion. Could yeah. you dive in please? Yeah,
2: and totally. Because, you know, I grew up in a very, um, Orthodox Mormon family. So, um, when I woke up spiritually, like organized religion actually broke for me, which was super painful growing up, very devout. And I, and it was the best gift for me because I got to know who God was for me. Like I got to know outside of religion, outside of the context that religion puts God in. Like it was like, who's God? And then it was like, Oh, but there's like so much more than like God. There's like, I don't know. I feel like there's like a divine mother. I feel like there's like our, our whole team of angels who are like here ready to help us. That's why I call it the divine. Cause there's so much. It's not just like God and the only, you know, being ever. It's like this whole army of divine beings who like know you, see you love you and are just waiting for you to ask. And I don't think you have to be part of any religion to jump into that world. That's just like a real spiritual world,
1: you know? Yeah. And it kind of mimics my own, like my own side of thought process. Like we have a tribe, you know, we have a group of existence, whether or not they're spiritual or otherwise that we've met, whatever, but there's, it's just more than one. There's more than one in my world. Yeah. Like it's just this team. Yeah.
2: You know, I call my divine team. Like I work with my divine team every day of my life. Yeah. Every day of my life, I can't see them. It's not like I hear them, but I sure know that when I talk and ask, they always give. So I'm like, well, it's working. Right. <laughs> this practice is working. Even if I can't see them or hear them,
1: I see their support show up every time I ask. So what's one way? And I, I know of one way, Nicole, you and I, our dear friend, Lisa, taught me this. But what's one way that you would recommend people kind of start, like, just chatting it up with their team? Yeah,
2: I love that. And you know what? I've learned a bunch of different ways, and then I kind of pulled it all together in what felt really comfortable to my soul. So I actually just ask, I say, I, I just kind of ask the divine to call in all of my angels, my guides, my leaders, my teachers, my helpers, the protectors, the healers. I just kind of name, I don't know, who would I want? These people sound really great. Let's bring them in. And then I ask them to come into the highest order of truth and compassion in the divine light. So that only like the light guys are coming in. Because when okay. we start playing in the realm of inviting those mm-hmm. who are not seeing. We really want to make sure we're calling them in through the highest order of light so that those are the beings that are supporting us.
1: And not the <laughs> negative guys that we all know and love so well.
2: Yeah, the lower vibrational frequency is like, I don't know, it's not really fun to play with. No. You, know? you don't get the same results.
0: Yeah. Uh, Sarah and I have a friend who is a spiritual medium and... Uh, I mean, we're fortunate enough that she, you know, lives around the corner, basically. Um, I mean, however, she is super booked all of the time. So Mm -hmm. there's obviously a lot of people who are curious, um, or find some sort of, uh, I don't know, positivity or treat as a gift. And one of the things that, um, I took away from my visits was every time that I did a visit, I tried to um, connect with a particular guide and like figure out a name for them because it made it easier for me to talk to them. So she had recommended, like when you're trying to have a conversation with your guides, like definitely pay attention to things that like pop up in your life. And so like my, like, my like love guides name is Caesar. Mm -hmm. I don't remember how that name arrived because it's been years now, but (sighs) it makes me feel like I'm like, I'm literally asking a
1: support team for help. And it helps. It really does. Cause it gives you direction. So like now when I, when I talk to myself, you know, I really just practice, like I'm talking to the the crew Mm -hmm. and like explaining something or asking for something and like even little things where if I'm running late, which is like always... I'm always like, hey, guys, can we find a parking spot a little close tonight? And typically <laughs> speaking, I'll get something somewhere walking range. But, you know, got to call it up- crazy.
2: <laughs> I mean, I, we could like talk stories about this all day. Like I every day of my life, I'm like, OK, I need and this is like probably my best tool as a mom who is working is. And I, and I run a podcast, which is probably the hardest part is finding yeah. time to podcast because like nobody can be here. You know, it's just mm-hmm. it's so
1: hard. And um, I'm curious how you're doing it right now. I'm not going to lie to you. I was going to ask that.
2: <laughs> well, my husband, luckily he works from home as well. So he partners a lot with me and took the kids out. And so, but a lot of the times, like even writing a podcast, I'll be like, all right, angels, like, I need you to drop in 30 minutes of really clear time so I can record this podcast or I need, um, I mean, last week I prayed every day. I need time to work on my promotional material for my new program. And every day it wasn't dropping in. And then my laundry broke. And then I just to spend two and a half hours at the laundry mat all by myself. And I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> this didn't show up how I wanted it. But I just got two and a half hours alone. I got all of <laughs> my promotional material
1: completed. <laughs> and I was like, that was genius. Thank you. Okay. So like, I love, this is another great example well, of like how, it was a gift
0: with a project, though. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. Listen, she had to do the work anyway. And she more than likely is going to get a really dope washing machine out of the deal. So who- <laughs> let's be real. Yeah. Washing machines, like, totaled. We need a new one.
2: <laughs> I know. It- it's amazing how, really, they show up
1: all the time when you ask. Really and we're- yeah. And it's like taking the fact that you didn't look at your washer and dryer as a negative you look at look at it as like well okay it's just something I gotta fix now keep managing keep managing hey bing light oh wow this is actually an opportunity I've been asking for it's like taking the time to slow down don't focus on the negative parts of it just like keep floating because you never know yeah yeah and I really so yeah. like like really love how um going back to the religious versus spiritual thing I really love how you're using. Religious terms still, but you're you're talking to about more spiritual things. It's so, it's like mind fucking me a little bit. I'm sorry.
2: (laughs) Well, you know, I, I loved. Oh my gosh! Like I love the Mormon religion. It was so dear to me. So when when my world broke, and all of a sudden it was like I don't know if I fit here, and I also don't know. If what I believed is all true anymore, it was like super painful. Like that was one of the most painful breaks for me. And so, how, I'm sorry. How old, old were you when you had that kind of breakthrough or break up? <laughs> yeah, you guys
1: divorced. How old are you? I don't even
2: know. I mean, I I feel like it started at 30. Um, I'm 38 now, and um, but but it's like it's like full circle. So now I'm like back in the religion but not in the religion, if that makes but, any sense. Yeah, like not in somebody else's structure. Not it's in somebody
1: else's lens or thing ever.
2: Yes, yeah. like I get to go and allow my kids a community and I get to be there in so much peace and I don't actually feel like I'm a part of it still. Like I get to have my own truths and be there, which is like yeah. a really massive healing piece for me.
1: So when you were let's see i I have to assume that you were the other version of you when you had your children when you began oh, yeah. being a mom, yeah, your stress levels and everything like can you give us like lifestyle vocal choices then versus now, and like what you choose to focus on and how different they are?
2: yeah, I mean it's night and day I mean if i I always call my like break my awakening, and like I don't even look the same that I did pre-awakening like my awakening changed every aspect of my body and my face and my everything like it was like a new rebirth and you know before all that I like life was just always a struggle it was just always a struggle I was always struggling with frustration and anger and I was always overwhelmed but if you were to take my days now, like if we were to look at just today, like I woke up at 530, did my sacred space, made two breakfasts, got kids off to school. Then I coached for an hour and a half. Then I had a tech meeting. Then I coached for another hour and a half. Then I had an hour break, coached again. And then I'm doing this podcast and then I'm going to cook dinner. So like my life now is way more full than it once was, but because I am living in my purpose, like mothering is my purpose, but there's like a purpose for Kira and I'm living that. It fuels me in a way that allows me to pull some crazy hours mm-hmm. and not feel angry or stressed. It's like, um, it's, it's like the gasoline from my car, you know, it fuels me every day.
1: Would you say you used to feel obligated? Now you feel like it's an opportunity. Oh, you just.
2: I've never said those words, but it is exactly,
1: um, you
2: (laughs) did that. You just put it there. Like, I feel that, like I feel like mothering at one point was an obligation and now it is a pure choice. Like I choose it because there's other pieces of me that are being fed.
1: Yeah. That's cool. That's really fun. I'm like, cause I just coming from a big family and seeing just how incredibly stressful it was back then to have, a ton of people running around and trying to manage a household it's remarkable that you don't look like an old hag no offense to old (laughs) hags but you look amazing and you you're like you're just i can feel your positivity through the screen it's remarkable so it's like i have to ask more questions how (laughs) i feel tired all the time and i have two cats (laughs) (laughs) whatever (laughs) Quite literally, I have a Sarah-sized pile of laundry in my basement. (laughs) Back to the laundry, it's actually a thing. I mean, Sarah might need her own individual
0: coaching session is what it's sounding like.
1: (laughs)
2: Anytime, girl. Anytime.
0: (laughs) So I'm just going to rewind a little bit because you talked about the trauma and abuse that you experienced when you were a child and that it resurfaced. And um, it sounds, I don't want to infer, but it sounds like some of that resurfacing happened when you like broke up with your religion and, and found a new way to live. Um, so I'm always curious when people go through um, childhood trauma like that, how they're able then to still decide to have children of their own. And I mean, I'm assuming also that due to your faith, like most people have more than the average amount of children, more than the two and a half, right? And so like you still like stuck with it and you still kind of like adhered to things. And I just, it blows my mind when people can go through an experience like that and then still have the faith to bring children into this world it's mm-hmm.
2: wow. a really good question actually I've never been asked that question and I think that there I have like this strange um I guess it's a strength but also like a weakness is you know so as a child I was sexually abused for a long for a while right and I just have this piece inside of me that I always knew about it it's not like I never I didn't know it had happened but it was like I'm strong like it's fine like it's okay that I went through that I'm a really strong person and the drive to bring children to this earth was this this mama heart that I have like I just have like I would legit have like 12 kids if I didn't have to raise them Like raising them is really hard, but like (laughs) I have 12 babies all day long.
1: So, you just need assistance, is what I'm hearing. (laughs) You just need more help. You wouldn't, like, you don't enjoy them right now. (laughs) Uh,
2: I just have this mama heart, and I just, you know, that was just a part of my nature. But the thing is, is when I broke, what happened was it, I mean, I had had my, 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 um, the earth fall below me when I realized that I didn't know if the church was true. I didn't know if it was for me that happened probably four years before I had my awakening. So it had been, it like, had almost like the walls have been crumbling already. Right. And anybody who goes through a faith crisis will know it's, it's equal to trauma. Like faith crisis is crazy traumatic for people, especially when they're very devout. It was crazy traumatic for me. And, um, and then my husband took me out for my birthday and he asked me, what are your dreams for this year? And I had just had my fifth child and I just started bawling. And I was like, nothing. I don't have one damn dream. And, and that's not who I was, right? Like I was like a dreamer at one point. And he just said, you've got three days, you got to come up with some dreams. And it led me into this path of asking God, like, because even if church wasn't feeling true for me, I always knew God was there. And so it always was like, Hey, God, help me to dream, help me to dream. And it was five months of praying that and all of my trauma memories like resurfaced and the pain that I'd never felt the thing that said, I'm strong. I can deal with anything like that got stripped away. And that's the hell that broke out. And that was like, I feel like the religious stuff kind of like broke the walls and then it was just like an unleashing of hell. That's really what it was.
0: I mean, your husband sounds like an amazing partner that he's like even in that little you know example he was challenging you in the right way. Does he say um like what he sees as his biggest difference in you?
2: <sighs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's just not the same wife. Like I was actually right. telling him the other night, like I haven't worn a wedding ring in four years because I told him that ring is the old Kira. Like I won't put it on. I, it It's so attached to the old way of being. And so for Christmas, he actually has a new ring for me this year. Well, that's and, awesome. And it's not a diamond because I'm all about crystals. So it's actually a yeah. moonstone. So it's super rad because it's like, awesome. <laughs> that's what See, I that- you wanted you I gotta, got what I wanted so but we were talking the other night and I was telling him like we've had our differences and man during my awakening I mean we didn't know if we were gonna make it like
0: right that's what I was like I was like shit you know <laughs> like, like he I'm like, like he really stood by this and yeah. you guys really worked it out because he, he, you're not the same person you married
2: no and we've been married a long time we got married I got married at 19 so like when I broke, we'd been married for probably 14 years. And then all of a sudden he just has this brand new wife who's like, oh wait, PS, actually I am going to be an author and then I'm going to run a publishing house and I'm going to have all these coaching problems. Like he was like, who, who is this? <laughs> and yet, And yet we're just so committed. We're so committed to really like having what we know is possible. And so even though- many times I didn't think we were going to make it I would say things are better now than they ever have been
1: that's wonderful and did he have the same sort of upbringing break like you did or you guys kind of separate planes
2: uh Dan is just different than me because I I don't know how to say this without I was like crazy strict Mormon and he was just always like "Eh." (laughs) (laughs) meh. (laughs) <laughs> like i would say when i broke he was like <gasps> i can breathe oh. right like he was probably really grateful like that that version whew, that she was gone <laughs> and i commend him for hanging on with that version for a really long time <laughs> I
1: must have seen this version of you in there somewhere otherwise you know yeah oh, he's just a very trusting individual in the universe <laughs> <laughs> yeah
2: yeah we're a good pair we you know and and I'm not gonna lie like I've stood next to him while he is he left corporate four years ago so like all of this happened four years ago right so, like he left corporate I broke did uh, like t- did
0: you guys as two stars like just implode like or run into each other in the universe and just blow like-
2: <laughs> oh it's been it's been a wild ride but I created a dream two years ago with him that we would live on land in Idaho and raise our kids here. And as of six months ago, we live on two acres in the middle of nowhere, can't even find our house. And it's just like, all of my um,
1: dreams come true, really. That's remarkable. Yes. But, but it like, it's, it's awesome that you had a partner to help you have a support system, do you think you would have been able to be as successful without him in the picture?
2: You know, I think my prideful part always was like, I can do this on my own. I think that comes out a lot. (laughs) I'm a strong (laughs) woman. Fuck yeah. No, I'm not. (laughs) Like I got this, but the real truth is, is the only way I can, (laughs) the only way I can work (laughs) is because he supports me a lot in all that I do, like just now,
1: how we took the kids out while I'm podcasting, like, yeah, like like you said, the prideful thing, you're like, oh, I got this, and like, kind of like how we all mostly want to be like, "Eh, you know what, I can do this on my own, I've got this, like, I understand that the way you guys were brought up, you had your religion and pushed you guys together to get married, and then you guys stuck with it, which is remarkable, where am I going with this? No, there was actually a point and I just blanked out completely. But I do agree. I think, I I think it's easy to think. Yeah. Oh, is it hard to ask? Do you ever like, did you have a problem asking for support and love then versus now where you're like, Hey, I need this from you. It's not a big deal for me to ask you. Can you give it to me, please? Bye. So this is where, you know, I see
2: the divine's hand in all things because before I had my break. There wasn't a day I could ask for help. I couldn't. I was just so stubborn and so like strong-willed and also like I just had no idea how to ask. I couldn't ask to save my life. Because it's shameful. It's right. Shameful painful or and 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 also like to ask means that I'm going to trust that somebody's actually going to show up.
1: The other thing and then you got to like I have anxiety about them actually showing up. You know what I mean? Because I can't trust anybody. It's it's the whole thing. It's it's all
2: encompassing. And when I broke, I mean I broke hard. And like he'd never seen me break at this level. I mean I'd never broken at this level where I'm like calling him and being like I think I need to go to a psych unit today, like also not being able to get off my bed. And I remember this one time <clears throat> and this was when things shifted for us because I hadn't moved from my bed all day. I'd snot like all over my pillow and he came in and just picked me up and then he put me in the car and he was like, we're getting you out of this house. And he took me to get my favorite food as a pickup order and we ate in the car. And that's when all of a sudden I got like, oh, I can't do this life on my own.
1: Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. But like he did, he
2: had to do that. Yeah. It opened the space for him to help me
0: yeah and you know and i find quite frequently in my experiences where um i i definitely want to be a support person for somebody and there's only certain people where i would make those types of assumptions where it's like oh no i'm not asking you anymore i'm telling you that this is how it's <laughs> happening
1: <laughs> i'm one of them <laughs> And she's like the only one I'll really let do that for me. Everybody else has like oh, nope, nope, nope.
0: Yeah. There is there was a time when I went to Sarah's house. I think I left work early or something. She was having um a hell hey. of a time getting over a breakup and I just was like, Nope, we're not doing this anymore. And I went to her house and I just showed up and I was like, get up, we're do like This is happening. And there's only like so many people in your life that you can, I don't want to say count on to do that. That might not be the right words, but, but, but I mean, at the same time, like people purposefully, when they get that far down the path, like do shut people out. that there's this like downward spiral that continues to isolate yourself more and more and more. And so what are the like triggers or signs that people can look for? Or like when you're coaching someone and you hear even just the way that they're speaking so that they don't get to that point where somebody's got to like swoop in and be like, no, there's no questions here. This is just happening.
1: Yeah. How can, how can people start to (laughs) self-intervention? I love this question. This new year. How can we turn obligations into opportunities, Kira? (laughs) Let me share. Well,
2: here's some ideas. Here's some ideas that I have. And I really, I know I've said this before, but if people will make the time, even if they don't know how to connect to the divine, they're like, all right, I would like to try this out. If they can create a space where they're going to go in and they're going to just try and talk to, to whoever the divine is for them. And they're going to ask for some support and they're going to ask for some guidance and they're going to be silent for a little bit. What that does is it actually creates trust in something so much higher and greater than any human. So I would say like, actually my trust lies in the divine. In humans, meh, a little bit, you know, but I actually trust the divine will show up for me through humans. And if somebody doesn't actually support me in the way they showed up, I just know the support is coming. I've asked for the support and the divine will show up however it comes. And that's, I mean, this is why I teach spiritual entrepreneurship. I teach people like, Hey, I know you want to run a business. I know you want to do your soul work. And if you want to try and do it on your own, it's exhausting and depleting. But if you want to do it coupled with the divine, you're going to have added support, added guidance and a whole heap of miracles. This is just what happens when we tap into something greater than humanness. And that's the only way life is really going to shift for people moving into a world that totally has changed. Like nothing's the same. Mm -hmm. Everything's broken. This is a new way. It's a new way to live life. And it's a way that's going to create a deep support depend no matter what's happening in the world, you know, the whole world can fall apart. But if you've got this divine support, you're like,
1: that's okay. The next step is going to show up for me. It's, you know, and it's almost like, um, looking at ignorance as bliss in a sense because you're just like well I have no control over this so here we go and there are so many times where I'd sit and be like I wish I was ignorant so I could be blissful but I don't know if that's necessarily a positive because I can choose to be blissful and not be ignorant Mm -hmm. yeah
2: and I don't know if it's ignorance it's just it's choosing to suffer or choosing not to suffer And that's actually what my new book is coming out in, in January. It's called rise up and awaken to the joy of being human, because you know what, there's a whole lot of crap about being human. It doesn't feel good, especially right now. It's not that wonderful. But what I really believe is that it's just a choice. It's a choice, whether we allow everything around us to help, like make us suffer, or if we just choose to feel joyful because it's actually just part of agency, well, and
0: when you speak about making choices, I tend to find that um, anxiety or wasted energy and what else, whatever else kind of falls to the wayside because now you've decided to like make this choice. You're not like weeble wobble between like, am I going to do this? Am I not going to do this? Like, <laughs> Sarah's like laughing at me because I'm making a lot of weeble wobble motions, but... <laughs> Um, that's exhausting to live in that space yeah Yeah. and I find myself doing it and then I'm like why am I
1: doing this (laughs) it's a lot of energy to expend I know I don't have a lot of fucks left to give (laughs) (laughs) y'all
0: I know I mean it's interesting because like there's weight that's placed on you that you can't see when you don't make a definitive choice
2: Mm.
0: at least that's in my experience I'm not the coach but
2: (laughs) that's very I feel like that's so true I feel like when we don't feel guided and clear on where we're going it's just a heap of a mess because it's like you know, I always look at it like, okay, I would love to get to California from Idaho, but if I don't have a map, I'm not going to end up in California. Like, how am I going to find my way there? Right. And so sometimes I feel like people are like, I want to feel happy or I want to live my purpose or I want to be successful in what I do. And they know where they want to go, but there's like this in-between space Mm -hmm. where they don't have the map to it. And then it just creates like the mess, you know?
1: Yeah. And then we get lost. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah and you know what's interesting is that uh sarah and i during quarantine uh decided to take a break from the podcast because just the world was heavy you know yeah, right
1: and, and there was nothing we could have added to it at that well point.
0: we just were like do we really want to talk every week about there so, not being progress i <laughs> And that's not what our show is about. And a lot of our show is about like living life, which we weren't really doing much living. of. So yeah. we um, <laughs> we consciously just decided to take a break and then decided at the same time, a couple of months later, um, that, you know, we missed it and we missed having the conversations that we're having like today. And so we just said, okay, you know what, let's just pick a date. We're going to like... Start fair doing fair. episodes again. Didn't really have a plan, but just said, This is what we're doing. Feels right. Feels good. And now we have people coming to us that we never would have imagined. Hence- oh, no, we met you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Which <laughs> and is And, um, like we're booked until February. So, um, I like to always give like a real life example for people who listen to our show because um, Sarah and I have been on a, on a podcast journey for a long time. And so some of us have, some people have rode with us for a while and um, the, and we like to let the, the content lead, right? So if, if these are the people who are coming to us and being shown to us, then that's the direction that we're going to go in.
1: Mm Mm-hmm we clearly either need it or somebody that listens to us does or whatever. And I mean, to be honest, I can't imagine what my life would be like without this podcast and all of the guests we've had at the end of this year and like being able to have the opportunity to continue on and be able to pivot and not like you said, create, it's a lot of work doing podcasts, but it's just so, it brings so much joy into our lives that it's so worth it at the end of the day. And then the opportunities that we have to speak to people like you in Idaho, we wouldn't have had this opportunity had COVID hit. We wouldn't, we wouldn't have met all the people we met. We wouldn't have, you know, all the wonderful coaches um, and doctors and all the different folks that we've had. We wouldn't have had any of this enlightening conversation had we not had COVID period. So in a way I'm super thankful. It's been crazy but we've grown
2: <laughs>
0: it wouldn't be us if there wasn't a little bit of crazy um, <laughs> but so we're at we're at the time in the show where we do our atta girls and um oh hi uncle cuddles no one else can see this i mean obviously this is an audio medium but sarah's cat is just the cute why
1: Say hey,
0: something, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so anyway, it's at a girl time where we like to um, talk about something positive that's happened and um, it can be large or small. And I, I always try to like come with these are like really profound things for some reason. I don't know Why? I should not put that pressure on myself. I yes, I am a Virgo. <laughs> <laughs> it's just in my nature. I have to overachieve. Um, but so my add-a-girl for this week is that I ha- like I had made the decision that like my home office was going to be my home office for who knows how long, like. At this point, we have no guidance as to when life will look like it used to look, and to, quite frankly, I don't want it to. And so, I had to like move some things around. So, I put together like an L-shaped desk with a motor, <laughs> and set. I have a I have a command station. I have three monitors. Can't
1: wait to see this, bitch! It's
0: in addition to my goats in trees calendar that is actually bringing me the most joy. So, um, I made some, some hard line decisions like, you know what, we're doing this. Like we got to make this more comfortable. We got to make it more functional. I need to invest in it for me because I'm in here every day. It was like, it was too much with my smaller desk. I felt like claustrophobic.
1: Yeah. I'm a hundred percent getting to that point too. And I'm thinking that my job is going to pick up and I won't be so desk bound. So I'm kind of still like, ah! but I think when this episode drops, I'm going to have a different opinion on it.
0: <laughs> so uh, Sarah, do you have an adder girl?
1: Oh, you know, I do.
0: I hope so. I mean, technically, you don't really have a choice. Like I asked you as if you had a choice, but it's part of the show.
1: <laughs> I, no, I, I, I do. Um, actually, this past weekend, I'm proud of myself. I took the time out and I did something that I wanted to do, which was nostalgia dinner. So I made old fashioned meatloaf and roll out sugar cookies because I can't do it, you know, because of quarantine and everything with the family. Um, I spent time on something I wouldn't normally spend time on and was super nostalgic and had a really great time, thoroughly enjoyed myself. And I also kind of like shut out the world a little bit while I did it. I normally don't do that. Um, and I'm proud of myself cause I enjoyed it and it made me feel happier.
2: I love
1: that. Yeah.
0: People of- need to, um, we were talking about this before, but people need to make cooking fun instead of a chore. Well,
1: I mean, it was just like, I think part of me was hesitant because I was sad that we weren't doing the traditional family stuff. And the other part of me was hesitant because I didn't want to get sad because we weren't doing, you know, so it was like battling my inner voice, like, oh, I don't want to go through this because I don't want to be triggered about this. But then at the same time, like, you have to go through it. Don't be afraid. And so I did it.
0: And was your meatloaf good as hell?
1: Good as hell. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. sugar cookies round two will be happening this week <laughs> that's
0: awesome i actually looked at a meatloaf recipe myself that's so bizarre no.
1: well I, I can get mine well, you <laughs> got substitution action days and days <laughs> and and let me tell you something else <laughs> i don't know I have nothing we can wait i'll edit this out it's totally okay kira <laughs>
2: My husband just drove up and I was like, oh no, he is here way too early. I gotta text oh, that's him quick.
0: Oh no, no, no. We're wrapping up. We'll be okay. fine.
1: We're good to go.
0: Yeah. So, um, an add a girl for you, Kira.
1: If you have one.
2: I I have one. I um I've never played sports in my life. I grew up dancing, so sports like nothing at all. I consider
0: dance. Sport. it is a sport
2: so that a sport is athletic with a, with a ball though right like <laughs> never anything in that area and uh, we moved here we we wanted to make some friends so some people invited us to be on a soccer team in the last two months every time I go I get so angry because my body knows what to do it feels like it tells me what to do my brain is like you don't know what you're supposed to do you should never do that and on Friday night somehow the fear of voice left and I was ruthless I kicked the ball like <laughs> eight times and it was so much fun I was so excited
0: yes. oh, oh man that's I can cool. relate
1: totally. I
0: also did not have a lot of experience with sports that required a ball yeah. and I oftentimes whenever there's a ball involved do you feel like I have performance anxiety <laughs>
1: <gasps> yeah. Oh. Good to know. A little note for that one. 2021, here we come, hot and heavy. We're going to move fear of sports with balls. (laughs) Sometimes it's those little things, girlfriend.
0: (laughs) I know. I told you, I keep trying to have these like profound changes every week. And then it's like, no, just
1: kick a ball. (laughs) (laughs) It will
2: liberate you.
1: (laughs) (laughs) a ball it's fine and then tell people about it that's fine too <laughs>
0: <laughs> so kira um tell people where they can find you and the title of your podcast and your book and everything so that they can um get as
2: much joy out of you as we have today mm-hmm. mm, you guys are so yeah. nice this has been so fun Absolutely, I just loved it so thank you and the fastest way is just instagram kira polson It's where I, I mean, DM me. I always answer my DMs if people have questions and uh, my website is carepolson.com, but everything is pretty, I I keep everything going through Instagram the most because I'm there every day. And uh, if they want to know more about the spiritual entrepreneur, it's a phenomenal program for women who are really wanting to wake up their gifts. And so they can just DM me and I'd be more than happy to talk with them.
1: You are hold on I question oh are we talking hey I think I could be an empath or hey I think I might be able to commune with spirit those types of things
2: all those things
1: yes those are are
2: my favorite people because (laughs) those are the people I can really serve the best and teach them how to actually use their gifts yeah to do what they're here to do they didn't just get those gifts nilly willy Like those gifts are here for a reason and people who deal with that, they feel very alone and it's like, it distract. it's very distracting from what they came here to do. And my, what I feel like my role is, is helping women really use that gift, all the gifts to become leaders.
0: Yeah. And I was going to mention your, um, your programs and your podcasts and, um, a lot of your, um, speeching, engagements, speeching, yeah, speaking. Yeah. Engagements. <laughs> I do love that. It's ironic. That that's the word I messed up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> have the word awaken in them. So, um, mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I feel like if somebody is ready to tap into, um, an easier way of life, they can kind of just wake up to this and you're there to guide them. So that's amazing. So thank you so much for sharing that with us. Um, We also are very heavy on Instagram and you're fine. And um, people can find us at Homans underscore chronicles. Um, We also have a closed group on Facebook called the Homans Chronicles, a judgment-free zone. And um, obviously if they liked what they heard today, please rate, subscribe follow, tell do all those things. <laughs> so with that, yeah, we got um, so caught up in our lovely Atta Girls that
2: we forgot about the free gift that you're giving. Yes, and this is going to, this is like one of my favorite tools. When you ask me like how I manage everything, it's, this is actually the tool I use. And I teach this in the Spiritual Entrepreneur Program. So I'm giving it like a class to your listeners. And it's called altar work. And it, it's actually how I take every aspect of my business and every aspect of mothering and everything that I do on the altar. And I, I receive and I teach you how to receive. So in this, in this class, I teach you how to receive so that you get like the top three things that need to be happening in your work or in your life or whatever area you're really wanting some direct guidance. And I mean, when people try this, I, I've never had someone try it where they like didn't feel it. So I'm going to really create that space where this is a super powerful tool and you don't have to be super spiritual or amazing or brilliant. You you are brilliant just as you are and reaching out to the divine will always
1: work. I love this. I'm so yeah, excited.
0: I'm super looking forward to um, experiencing your course and um I I feel so privileged that we can offer it to people
1: especially at this time Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's like an astounding way to kick off 2021 just like here we go let's start off by asking the right questions
2: (laughs) It, it really will be it'll be how if you want 2021 to feel different to be different if you can put your questions on this altar an imaginary altar really and ask the divine to give you di- direct guidance everything gets to shift because you're not trying to come up with ideas from your humanness you're like getting really clear direction and it just opens up brand new pathways
1: i love it mm-hmm. i love clarity that's my jam <laughs> <Big bang. laughs>
0: thank you so much man's out